passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Braden Harrington here with John Cino Mercy on the NXT no mercy post show. First of all, happy birthday, John Cena. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm uh, feeling a little bit older, but I'm very happy to be spending my birthday here talking about NXT on a Saturday night. Uh, and of course, who would I rather spend my birthday with than uh, one half of the BDE, one half of the Poison Rana crew, Brandon Harrington? Yes, I hope uh, your birthday's been all right thus far. You got to watch some some wrestling and uh, well, what else could you ask for? Really? Uh, did you get to do some something during the day? Maybe you could go out after. Um, I mean, earlier in the week, I went to a concert. I went to go see Nas and Wu Tang here at Barclays oh, Center. So that was pretty birthday. cool. Yeah. I had like amazing yeah. seats, so that was pretty cool. Uh, earlier today, I went to go see the new Saw movie, Saw Ten. So, uh, yeah, nothing better than spending a birthday by watching, uh, you know, body parts get uh get taken out. Uh, I'm pretty jealous. Uh, of your uh, your concert that sounds pretty awesome i know they're here Nas and uh wu-tang are here tomorrow night and i know way is going to that so you're filling in double duty this weekend yeah it's funny i was actually looking at my my concert and i was like oh it's on the 27th i guess i have to miss dynamite that night and i'm like oh, i wonder when the toronto show is and it's like oh it's sunday october 1st and i'm like hey way uh did you realize that the show you're going to is the same night as russell dream and he's like all right you want to 
fill in for me. So I'd say we play a little bit of musical chairs. He filled in for me today on Collision Chorus. I filled in for Davey Portman. And then tomorrow I'll be filling in for uh, Waiting on Wrestle Dream. And then next week I'll be filling in for John Pollock on uh, Fastlane. So a lot of uh, wow. moving parts here. Holy, you're the workhorse. You're the true uh, like workhorse champion, the IC title, the North American title. All the, like You're just going, going, going. And on top of that, like sometimes I think to myself, man, I watch a lot of wrestling. You watch like maybe three times that because you are the completest John Cena evil. So uh, always a pleasure to have you here. And I hope we can uh, have a f- even more fun birthday for you. If I was in New York with you, I'd hit the club with you tonight. No guarantee, no, no, you know, questions asked, but uh, alas, we'll have to wait for Philly. We'll do it in Philly. We'll do it in Philly. All and right, we'll see right. another work horseman there. Speaking of horses and working, uh, Mr. Dickie Bird also celebrating a birthday today. Oh, so, yes. Sh- shout out to Dickie. A lot of birthday today is uh, uh, Cameron Grimes, Swerve Strickland. There's a lot of uh, December 30th birthdays, I feel like. Oh, yes. Happy birthday to the Mad Aussie, the Ginger Dickie Bird. WH just celebrated a birthday too. Yeah. all the birthdays in the post wrestling community. And uh, hey, thanks for joining us here. It's uh, Saturday night. We're live on the Post Wrestling YouTube. Super Chats are welcomed. And uh, I'll give them to Sino so he can buy himself something nice for his birthday. Uh, but instead, maybe just buy your, your, your son some uh, Roblox. Because uh, I was listening to you on What Up, Doe. And uh, I heard uh, your son, Zoe, is a, is a fan of the Roblox. I don't even know what Roblox is, but uh, apparently it's popular. Yeah, it's it's you know what I prefer over like a uh, Fortnite or anything else with too many guns. It's, it's I feel like more like it's like a Minecraft game, creative type right. game. Uh, they're porting it over to the PlayStation Five now, so he'll be playing that. And uh, yeah, just the other day I, I scored us some tickets to Comic Con. It's gonna be my Lorenzo's first ever New York Comic Con, so he's definitely looking forward to that. Every year he bugs me about going, and I was like, let me wait till you a little bit older because it could get a little bit hectic in there. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's a good year. We'll go on a Sunday. We'll go on family night, and uh, we'll check out uh, Comic Con. So right now he's pretty much trying to like. Uh, figure out a costume to wear. He wants to cosplay at, uh, at Comic-Con. So we're, we're, we're trying to think of some ideas. I know you and Davey as well have been uh, oh, getting yeah. some Halloween, Halloween ideas. Up. I mean, yeah, October 1st, uh, tomorrow, pay your rent, folks, but also spooky season officially. It means I'm allowed to get a pumpkin spice latte tomorrow. It means you're allowed to watch all the, the horror movies and celebrate spooky season in the best way po- possible because uh, that's my favorite time of year. Absolutely. So maybe you got to think of those costumes. Me and Davey have figured out our Halloween costumes this year, and they're going to be pretty good, as they usually are. But, yeah, I got how – how long do you have again? Because I'm trying to think of a father-son combo costume. You should do some wrestlers. I got, we got a couple of weeks. We got about two weeks or so. Yeah, we could do, like, the wrestling route, I guess. Um, I mean, the, the like, the normal thing would be, like, Mandalorian and Bane Grogu. I guess we can do that. But I feel like – I don't know. I feel like that's kind of, like, a couple years past now. I'm trying to think of something a little bit more – more current um we started watching this movie we actually started spooky season a little bit early we started watching this movie called slaughter house which is about a killer sloth yeah it sounds just as crazy as as you might think what the so hell? uh so maybe he'll dress up as a sloth as a killer sloth running around i was a sloth for halloween once i i got i went the cheap route and was a sloth sloth onesie and it was super comfortable uh and it got, it got a lot of compliments but i felt like it's my spirit animal so uh that's not a bad idea so you might want to you might want to check this movie out. It's about these girls at a sorority house, and <laughs> one of them wants to like adopt a sloth to get like her uh, her her likes up on Instagram, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, it's it's right. definitely like a fun a fun Halloween movie. It's that time of the year when I when uh you kind of stack up on on movies, whether it's like new movies you never seen before or, or the old Halloween classics. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky season's definitely in full effect. I'm gonna be checking out some more spooky movies. Uh, me and Davey got a whole October schedule of uh, spooky reviews, a classic Halloween havoc, and uh, I know we'll be doing our free review of Halloween Six as we are finally at the last one before like a whole kind of reboot there. But yeah, uh, lots of spooky stuff coming here and lots of NXT because wrestling never stops. Davey is working hard tonight, but we love you. He'll be live tomorrow on the Poison Rana feed. Check him out 2 p.m. And then uh, we're gonna have a bunch of boys over to watch Wrestle Dream, which I'm super excited about. So every other weekend's a super big wrestling weekend, it seems like, because we got Fastlane next week as well, which should be pretty good. So lots and lots of stuff. It never, ever ends. And there's never enough wrestling because more is more. But uh, after a, a good show like tonight, no mercy. I'm okay with that. It's sometimes it's okay uh, being a fan. And you know what, people? It's okay to like NXT again. You don't have to pretend you you know don't. It's not cool to just hate on it. If you don't watch it, you'll never know that there could be some good stuff, including the show we watched tonight. Is yeah, that right? I absolutely agree. A lot of these people you can see probably like show up on AEW the next week and have like a amazing all star match, but because like they're having these matches on NXT, I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about it, which is unfair to them. Um, obviously they still have the 2.0 stink on it, but like you got some of the best wrestlers in the world over here in NXT. We'll be talking about some of them tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I guess we can just jump into this uh, because there's a lot to talk about. The PLE of WWE NXT, No Mercy. And they did put out the cold open a few days ago, but we can talk about it here, which starts off with the classic N64 retro, like, No Mercy video game, but it's in the style styles of like NXT and it's like press start. And it's like the whole intro to the original video game, but now with like NXT. And then when it goes through the characters, it goes over like the graphics were just like the N64 graphics and it like shows us the match cards and everything. This blew my mind. This broke the wrestling uh, internet for a little while uh, yesterday and the day before. But yeah, what'd you think of this? This was great. As soon as I, I saw it and I pressed play and I saw like the cartridge, I knew exactly what we were going to uh, get ourselves into. And it's it's really cool, like how they actually kept like the not the same music, but you had Vic Joseph kind of doing the same like diggity dog over that. It was like a mixture of like the new it's song, a, with the old song. Yeah, Was it Vic? I swear they used the sample of Vic from weeks ago. I swear it sounded just like him, but di- diggity dog. Yeah. And then you had like uh, they were showing all the different characters you could choose. And it showed like classic like alumni NXT wrestlers like a Finn Balor was like mixed in there as well yeah. with like the newer ones. And you know, obviously something like this is not easy to make. So whoever whoever thought of this idea and, and they actually approved it, uh, kudos to you because this is something that's uh, long overdue. And shout out to the guy in the crowd who had like a, uh, a N64 style yeah. like, uh, sign, but with like the current wrestlers redoing the cover of No Mercy for Nintendo 64. Um, so yeah. I, I like how they actually like were able to embrace it. After all these years, all these No Mercy pay-per-views, they never actually embraced the video game till now. But I feel like NXT is the right show to do it. You got your like your retro throwback things like in your house and halloween havoc so you kind of have to do with no mercy as well it's pretty it's pretty cool i i love playing this game as a kid uh n64 is my favorite i know people think it's the best of all time i do i do think i prefer here comes the pain to be a negative nancy but here like no mercy to some is like the the goaded wrestling game and look at like i I haven't played too much the aw game but i know they take a lot from that like the game engine and stuff right so it is interesting that people still love to mod it and play it even on their emulators and everything. Like, it's just like, I know wrestlers love to play no mercy still. So this was pretty cool to, for them to finally like bring in that retro feel to it. It was a pretty good 
video game. I feel like No Mercy, the game had like weird things in it, like referees as characters with multiple. You could always have multiple attires and all this stuff. But yeah, uh, retro, meaning this game is now so old, meaning I'm realizing that I myself am also growing old. Yeah. <laughs> when N64 is retro, considered like vintage gaming. I'm like, man. Yeah, it's gonna get there. Yeah. If, if if WWE really wanted to stick it to like fight forever, they could have easily like released this game as like a little like you know DLC or something, just a little like yeah. nothing too crazy, but just something to kind of get people to play No Mercy, but like with the actual current NXT roster or at least who was on this show would have been kind of a cool little thing to do. Did you hear that the uh, WWE 2K22 servers are already taking them down? I feel like every year, uh, quicker and quicker they take down the previous year's servers, oh, so they, right. they want everybody okay. to jump onto. 2k23 already usually takes a couple years before they take down the servers but i heard that 2k22 is already going to be taken down oh that's kind of sad you put all your time and work into creating stuff and but i get it they move on in with the new and stuff but yeah i i haven't picked up aw uh but we have 2k23 and that was pretty good aw was fun for the few games i tried but uh, i also don't game too much but uh i i don't know it seemed like it was fun but i could see people getting i heard your review and a few others very similar that wears thin pretty quick and doesn't have diggity dog diggity dog uh well the cool cold open for no mercy was pretty awesome and then we kick things off here no mercy 2023 in bakersfield uh california where where is this like uh you were just in california weren't you yeah, but I feel like this is more, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, chat room. I feel like this is more like Southern California. I could be wrong, but like it doesn't, okay. I looked it up and it's not, it doesn't seem close in, close to like other, like it's not close to Los Angeles or anything else, I feel like. Um, so maybe yeah. like a little bit more further south. Um, or, okay, I'm looking up right now. So it's north of Los Angeles. Okay, so it's a little close to Los Angeles, I guess you can say, but right. not not the most like uh, talked about town, I guess, like coming out of California. In the Mechanics Bank Arena, we have NXT No Mercy, and we start off with Vic Joseph. If the dick diggity dog didn't do it enough for you, Vic Joseph uh, with the, what, the California line in the state that's untouchable, like Alien S, uh, shout out Tupac, shout out uh, Dr. Dre, and clearly we got a shout out Tupac. Yeah, know, pretty, pretty timely here, news. right? Yeah, obviously, with pretty the whole timely news that with the, yeah, with the got arrest guy. of uh supposedly i mean so it's a guy who's been like involved for the longest time so he's always been like a suspect i guess um but um yeah for him to kind of start the show with the untouchable like Elliot ness and he kept sprinkling like the rap lines to the point where booker t is like i gotta give you some respect dog uh for all these like rap <laughs> yeah, lines yeah, and Vic was like that. finally Vic, you can finally tell Vic was, i got was, the was, respect Vic was happy he finally got the props from from booker t yeah the the thing with the the Tupac shooter is there the guy who actually shot him I think is actually dead but the guy who was driving admitted it like on a podcast or something a few years ago and that's what led to now his like arrest and everything it's like damn you know so happens don't say anything that can uh, uh you know put you behind bars on this podcast so you know uh we start things off with our opening matchup big lads wrestling big bad Braun breaker versus Baron Corbin. It's the big dog versus the ship burner. And <laughs> the big dog is indeed because Braun Breaker comes out with a giant big dog head. Yeah, it reminded me of like Mantar. I know he passed away recently. Rest in peace to Mantar. But he had like that with giant, Mantar. giant like helmet. I think like, didn't like Sammy Guevara had one for a panda as well. But this is supposed to be like... Just recently, yes. Jericho he, brought that up recently, yeah. 
like, I know it's supposed to be like a dog, but it looked more like a wolf, I guess, which is kind of weird because he's fighting somebody who used to be called the lone wolf. So it was a little bit like all over the place. But um, yeah, definitely an interesting choice here to come out with like this uh, dog helmet uh, mask thing that he came out with. Yeah, like I, I laughed at it at first and I'm like, OK, like it's kind of cool, but it's also he kind of could be confused as a furry. But, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I did laugh at it, but I'm like, ah, he, he tried something. People will be talking about it. It's fun. It's cool. Uh, big dog. He's got to get the whole uniform next time. But yeah, I felt maybe, like, like I felt like Halloween Havoc like came early because you had Braun Breaker as Mantar. And then you had the next guy coming out as the American badass uh, Mark Calloway over here. <laughs> was it uh, Mark Calloway or was it Ghost Rider as Baron Corbin makes his entrance on a motorcycle, uh, comes down to the ring looking all badass. Uh, to burn the ships. This is the most badass Baron Corbin's ever ever looked, really, coming down to the ring on a motorcycle. And this match starts off with Booker on one tonight, as per usual, saying no bread, no water. What is it, Sino? Just meat. And these two uh, start to fight each other, and Corbin's like, I'm not going to come get you. You come get me. So Braun does that. There's a huge tope con Hilo taking him out. They start to brawl around the ringside. Uh, eventually there's like a leg drop on a table there the commentary team goes down it goes quiet for a few minutes as the yeah. two lads are just wrestling here pretty funny like there's just no booker or and no vic and then finally they come back they're like hey sorry about that after a few minutes uh, the two guys are in the ring and they're hitting huge clotheslines to each other braun goes for another one but gets caught caught into the deep six for a near fall then there's uh corbin who's back trying to get uh, Braun through the table and eventually he does and puts him through the, the commentary table with like a choke slam through it kind of yep. thing uh, but then Braun just kind of gets back up very uh, super villain-esque because he's like un- undefeatable like a monster in a horror movie gets back up and just runs at Corbin and spears him yet again and then when they get back in the ring Mr. Robert Stone shows up on the top turnbuckle and kind of distracts Braun here so Braun get um Braun basically throws this guy into a million security jobber cops hanging ringside and then he turns around and he's met with an end of days and kind of uh, an upset here Baron Corbin beats Braun Breaker in nine minutes and 33 seconds damn what did you think yeah, it was an okay opener. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, I expected like maybe some involvement from Vaughn, but they obviously kept it in in your yeah, mind. Yeah, what Mr. the hell? Stone. Where was Vaughn? So I'm not. I'm not sure if they're just they're trying to save him for like the big big surprise. I might maybe they're saving him for like Halloween Havoc, and he comes back as like Frank instead of Frankenstein's monster. He's like Mr. Stone's monster, and he kind of comes back, kind of like stealing PCO's gimmick. Maybe that'll be the thing that they they want to do for Halloween Havoc. Maybe. Um, but the match was okay. Like uh, the independent Cali wrestlers definitely got their um, their payday today, taking all those bumps as security on the outside. Um, but yeah, the match was fine. Like I, I was a little surprised as well by the by the finish, um, especially if you if you want to like hype up Braun versus Vaughn, right? That's like the the, the match that you're that you're obviously leading to. But now yeah. with kind of Corbin getting the win out of nowhere, it kind of like throws a little wrench in the plans. I feel like. Yeah, kind of weird. Like, actually, I'm not a huge fan of Baron Corbin. He's I I feel like I say this all the time. I feel like he's a great guy in real life. But when it comes to wrestling, his characters are always just really bland and his wrestling doesn't do too much for me. But he is a bigger guy. And him and Braun were like giving it to each other, using the table spots. It, it did have my attention. It was pretty fun. Uh, but I, I am just selfishly like, yo, where the where was Vaughn? He should have came out and powerbombed both these guys. And then setting up for something else, like teasing it with Stone 
just wasn't enough for me. And kind of shocking that Corbin wins. So I imagine we get Corbin Dragunov sooner than later for the NXT title as well uh, down the line. Hopefully just for TV special. But yeah, uh, a fun opener and people got the table spots and people were kind of happy, but kind of weird that Corbin, kind of weird that Corbin's just here in NXT. I'm yeah, kind of already uh, over. I'm only thing I could over think it was maybe they lead to like a rematch where like Braun goes totally berserk on on Baron and kind of does the same thing with the with the steel steps and maybe writes off Baron out of NXT and then this is the way to bring Vaughn back in to kind of like stop him at the end. Um, but yeah, I feel like with the Halloween Havoc coming up, I feel like that might be a good time to reintroduce the the new Vaughn, whatever the the new look he's gonna have. Titanium Vaughn Wagner. Mm, I like that. Like the new yeah. iPhone, the iPhone 15, but it'll be like Vaughn, Vaughn like titanium. Yeah, the iPhone. Yeah, the iPhone Pro Max. The Pro Max, the Vaughn Wagner yeah. Pro Max. Pro Von, Von Pro. He's the Terminator gimmick, clearly. There we go. And he'll team with Dijak. Yeah, NXT's great, guys. Uh, we we go to Becky Lynch, the NXT Women's Champ. She's showing up here for her big match, the main event here tonight, the Extreme Rules, as Tiffany is showing up to They're getting ready for their match. We see earlier tonight on the kickoff show, uh, there was uh, Bea Priestley. Uh, sorry, what's her name? Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport, yep defeated Kalani Jordan in in a match and then Gigi came out and attacked her which set up a match for this week on uh, NXT on Tuesday but we saw Trick and Mellow Gang Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes earlier tonight and they are being interviewed and they're talking about how we know we look good and uh basically um that tonight you know Mellow's going to defend the title Trick's going to win some gold and both of them are going to be champions and looking even better tonight so they feel like tonight is their night in california then they're gonna go party and start doing the california love uh, some more some more tupac and uh dre here uh but w- will their prophecy come true they d- i don't think they hit the club tonight something i don't tells think me. so no yeah they didn't make it we have our next match which is trick williams taking on the North American champion for the title, Dominic Mysterio, who is mommyless. He's just a, a lost little kid in a grocery store here with no mommy, no judgment day. And it's just a trick one-on-one with Dominic. And uh, the past few weeks, trick, I mean, the past few months, trick Williams has totally improved and stepped up from what we've seen before. And, and the, the whole storyline has been getting even better. Obviously this match was supposed to be, Ali versus Dom. He's gone. Shawn Michaels made it clear, hey, I was kind of pissed at that. We wanted him. But instead, we kind they kind of went with this Trick Williams thing. And on TV in the past few weeks, Trick has just been super over with the local audience and Booker T. And here, this was the real test. I thought California, Bakersfield showed up. They were totally doing the whoop that trick and booker doing the ad libs again i was getting I hyped it. i was laughing I it. yeah this is great this crowd you got to give it to this crowd this crowd was pretty pretty rowdy for the entire show even in the opener match they they gave kalani jordan a pretty good um reaction so they definitely know who their baby faces and their heels are um but yeah as soon as he came out with the entrance it just it felt like this guy's a star like trick I, I like Trick from day one, honestly. I, I knew something was 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 special about him. Like, his wrestling wasn't always there, but as soon as he talked on the mic, you knew this guy was a star. But then his wrestling started getting really good to the point where you're like, this guy's, like, the full package right now. And then when he comes out to, like, this, like, you know, this foreign crowd to NXT wrestlers, and you got Booker T doing the ad-libs, and he comes out with, like, this, you know, Rocky 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson type of shirt that he's wearing and everything. Like he just looks like a star. And uh, going against somebody like Dom, who has like the ultra heel heat, I think was a, a very good test for Trick. Even if it wasn't audible and he wasn't originally slated to be in this match, I think he definitely capitalized uh, every inch that he was given. Yeah, the crowd were just so loud. The the theme song and the whoop that trick is something that will definitely get over uh, even more so because people like to chant and sing things in wrestling. That's just, we like to have a good time. And if you give people a good time, it it, it helps. We, so, we have uh, Brian Michael was actually live at the arena. So he's given us a couple updates throughout the night. He said that whoop that trick went hard as we were so hyped. So the crowd there in Bakersfield were definitely uh, ready to see Trick Williams. Yes, thank you, Brian, in the chat. I hope you had a fun night. Well, it is Dom v. Uh, Dom v. Trick, but Dragon Lee is the special guest referee. Dragon Lee has been trying to get that title from Dom, but it hasn't worked out too well. But here he is, going to call it right down the middle. Uh, Dom, dirty Dom is, spoiler, being dirty. Classic Dom just doing classic heel shit. He goes to grab the title. He says, I'm out of here. But Dragon Lee and Trick both stop him here, and they start to fight around the whole time i where did dom get this shiner like holy this thing got worse i I think it was from the match with dragon lee on raw if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure he mentioned something about dragon lee and dragon lee i don't know if you noticed but he's been like kind of all over the place he was on smackdown and it looks like he might be getting involved with this lwo uh bobby lashley and the street profits feud so it looks like dragon lee's time in uh in nxt might not not might be that much longer but um yeah yeah, this is definitely uh this shiner that dominic guy was definitely from the receiving ends of a mr dragon yeah, it looked even worse from Tuesday because he had it on Tuesday, but damn. Uh, so it's Dom who tries to to beat down on Trick and start doing, when the ref wasn't looking, trying to get the title involved and stuff. Uh, eventually, Trick comes back. He hits his huge side leg kick and starts, uh, kind of, he's, he's bigger than Dom, so starts putting the boots to him. And that's when Booker T says that Trick Williams is a superstar and that Trick Williams passes the airport test. Meaning the mm. the Vince McMahon airport tests. Do you yep. st- are you a, are you a wrestler? Do you stand out in an airport and you can be a star? Dom did, uh, comes back. Did, did, did Matt Riddle pass the airport test? Did you see the video of him? At that uh, no, I don't think he he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Uh, shout out TMZ six one nine by Dom for a near fall. This is when Dragon League and Dom have a bit of a scuffle, and then Dom accidentally knocks down Dragon Lee. You think for uh, being a wrestler. As soon as you put the ref shirt on, you become just fragile and your yeah. body just can't take I don't shots. Understand, I don't uh, understand like that. Is it is it like the referee shirt makes you weaker or you're not wearing yeah, the right yeah. padding? Like, what is it? That you just get knocked exactly. down and you're out for like 10 minutes. So these two are still fighting and Trick gets an earfall, but the ref is down. So then in comes another ref and then he gets knocked down. By the end of the night, there's going to be no referees here. Uh, was there a third ref that got knocked down? No, just the two. Right? Just those two, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, eventually Dom gets the, the title and then it's, it's trick who, uh, what he hits him when, when that ref doesn't see it, it's Dom who gets countered and trick hits his kick, but to Dom holding the title and the ref doesn't see that. And trick pins dirty Dom to become the new North American champion here in NXT as the crowd give him a huge reaction, a well-deserved, you deserve a chance breakout and whoop that trick. But yeah, a definite, like, well-deserved spot. Definitely with Ali being out the picture. We we knew Ali would bring some really cool matches to NXT, but this story is kind of getting better and, and interesting here in NXT. Like, the, the whole the graduation of Trick as he's getting better and better, and here finally winning some singles gold after being called a, 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 a lackey, 
his his whole time here in NXT. Yeah. I think this is a pretty pretty cool moment. And finally, getting the title off Dom and bringing it back to this show. But what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, first of all, I'm very happy for Trick. Awesome moment for him, obviously. But like the ending of this match, I felt like something was off to the point where like I felt like it was gonna be like a dusty finish because there was way too much stuff going on with the referees getting knocked down yeah. and the visual pins and this and that. So as soon like I didn't even want to believe it until like they literally went to their next segment. I'm like, oh, something's gonna happen and Dominic's gonna complain or like uh, the original referee like the other referee is going to come up and say something happened and, you know, restart the match or whatever. And I guess they could still do that on, on NXT on Tuesday. Like Dominic can, he can make up some excuse and get a rematch and get the title back. So like, as like the finish is happening, I'm expecting like some, some sort of like reverse decision to happen. But when it ended, I'm like, Oh, that was pretty much it. So like, I can't say the match was like great at all, but um, like the ending was just a little sloppy and all over the place. I'm not sure if like they missed something, but other than that, like it was a great moment and very happy for trick winning. Yeah, uh, I'd say Trick isn't in your levels of some of the the matches that we can get to in NXT, but I think he's just improving and can get to that level. We've seen him. I, I don't think this was his best showing, but Dom is the same. I feel like Dom gets like so much heat and the whole story and the character and everything works so well, but his wrestling definitely has still not improved too much for me, even in his time in NXT. But uh, yeah, this wasn't by far my match of the night, but the moment I think made it pretty special for, for Trick. Big trick, Willie, winning some gold here in NXT. And uh, basically after uh, we get like a recap of uh, the family, what is it, Tony D and Stax, when they had dinner on Tuesday night, and that's how they decided to to figure out who they're going to face at the Uh, pay-per-view. The tag team division, the tag team title division has been in this limbo of how how can we find ways to get multiple tag matches tag teams in a pay-per-view match and that's exactly what they did again uh this week so which leads to them having dinner but you know as a as an italian sino what did you think of uh their meeting because they look like they had some pretty basic like penne with ragu and stuff yeah i mean we did something similar at pasta lovers in new york city we all had like a sit down post <laughs> post wrestling like mafioso style meeting and that's how we figured out yeah. like the the different podcast duels they were gonna have it was all over a dinner and i feel like our dinner was definitely a little bit more appealing and appetizing. yeah than than this what do you what do you get you go to a nice uh a nice italian restaurant so you know what are you ordering mm. you getting the clams you getting the uh, like the, i gotta be in the I, 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 I gotta, I got to be in the mood to get like like seafood, but I'll get like a nice like chicken franchise, uh, chicken Milanese. Anything chicken is, is definitely up there for me. Uh, if you want to go with pasta, you can't go wrong with just some basic spaghetti and meatballs, but it's got to be done good. Penne alla pasta, yeah, pizza, I'm a, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're making me hungry even though I already ate. But penne is – I'm a penne guy. It's my favorite kind of noodle. Like it's got to be the best pasta shape out there. But, uh, yeah, that's what set up this whole match, which we'll see later. Here's something interesting. Joe Gacy, we see this from last week where it wasn't shown. Joe Gacy walking backstage and he's he's upset at himself. He's beating himself up. He's talking to himself and he's like, oh, all my teachings, my everything, everything I've done. And in walks Ava Rain, the young rock, the pebble. She's like, no, 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 you know, it's it's fine. And he's like, no, 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 this tree no longer has roots. And she says, the schism is dead. And he says, go, I have to find my purpose. So there you have it. Pour one out. We lost the Dyad lads, GYV. They're probably going to be gone in a few days by now. And now the schism, four roots turned to two, turned to only one to just 
the soil because the schism is no more. Wow. How upset are you? I'm extremely upset. What do you do now? Does, does um does Joe Gacy go back and get like his former um evolve uh teammates and it gets like Eddie Kingston and, and Swerve Strickland? Oh, they, they might be a little busy, right? They're a little um, busy, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know what he does. And like I, I feel more concerned about Ava. Like Joe Gacy you can repackage and kind of put on his own, but what do you do with Ava? She's not really ready to be on her own, like as a wrestler, I feel like. So I don't know. I feel mostly like I think she's gonna be the one that's gonna be lost in all this. Yeah, Ava hasn't shown too much potential since being here. She hasn't even wrestled, really. Like, she's just been kind of cutting promos by Joe Gacy's side. So I think that she's got to, like, a little sink or swim here. Get in the ring and start doing your reps and see what, if if you are into this, like, see what you can do. Because so far, she hasn't shown too much. But she has been just handcuffed with this silly gimmick for a while. And GYV got out, but Joe Gacy, he is someone who's like, I hate all the weird, silly stuff, but when it comes to wrestling, he's actually pretty good, so I don't know. Don't know what we do with him, but... What they need to do is they need to redo the angle. Like, you know, when they first introduced Stephanie McMahon and what Undertaker kidnapped her and, and like, put her up against, like, a, a cross. You gotta do the same thing here, but with Ava, and then Dwayne, you know, Dwayne, Daddy Dwayne comes in to rescue her or something. But you, that's Ava that's- joins the bloodline? <laughs> I think so. Like somebody needs to kidnap Ava to the point where like Dwayne comes back to, to rescue her or something. Cause I feel like no, at this point, like, like <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne came back. Dwayne didn't come back when they did a whole jerk off survivor series thing with the egg and the whole tribute to the rock. He didn't show up for that. He didn't show up when his daughter was joining a cult, but he just showed up on SmackDown one day just because it was so bizarre. I don't understand, but yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what we do with Ava, but I don't, don't, you don't just, We'll see, I guess. The schism is dead, which I'm okay with. Yeah, No roots, no trees. Uh, maybe uh, it's all because of Dijak, who slapped around a tree and one tree killed the other one. So now all the roots are just dying because of it. Yeah, so everyone stop. Yeah, stop, <laughs> stop littering and uh, treat your trees nicely. We go to our next match. NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. The champions, Tony D and Stax, the family, taking on the Creed brothers, Julius and uh, Julius and Brutus Creed with Ivy Nile. Um, they got some nice uh, white tracksuits there. They're looking a little uh, Italian mobster there for a bit in their entrance with the Just white. Just a little, yeah. Yeah. They're also taking on another two other teams, which is Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, or the Mexican Wolves, as they're, they're looking to, to dressing like, because they're totally going for the Davy Richards... Eddie Edwards' claw oh, yeah. thing that they're saying is the mark of their grandfather, uh, which, you know what? I actually love the wrestling of these two. So I, even though they've been doing some, some weird vignettes, I'd still be into them. And the other team, which is OTM, Out the Mud, which is Lucian Price and Bronco Nima with scripts. And this is a one fall to a finish fatal four-way where you got to tag in and out. But you know how these matches go, and that sometimes doesn't necessarily matter here. Uh, we have Stax and Carrillo start off, which, you know, Carrillo has the Lucha ability, but Stax definitely is like a, a chameleon when it comes in the ring. He's he's a young kid, but who, who's who's got this silly, you know, Sopranos character gimmick. But when it comes to wrestling, he can match his opponent pretty well, I, I find. And he was doing some pretty good Lucha stuff here. Eventually, Tony is in with him and they start to mess up the, uh, the, the are they cousins, Garza and Huberto? They're cousins, yep. Yeah. 
Uh, although they come back and they hit some pretty cool and innovative tag specials, including like this gory special into a cutter into like a seated drop kick to the face, just things of beauty here. Uh, eventually Tony D is going up for a move, but just drops down to his knees and starts slamming the mat, yelling in pain because of his knee. And I, I have to give Tony his flowers here. Cause I totally bit on like, Whoa, did he actually hurt himself? He has injured himself before and it has sucked, but out come the trainers, no X is thrown, but out come some trainers and they eventually don't focus on him at all. They don't talk about it. They don't replay it. He's taken out and it looks as if the match is like, they don't know what to do. So they did a good job of kind of covering this as they start to beat down on stacks. Eventually the creeds come in and they're just throwing around everyone. Eventually Brutus has got an ankle lock while Julius is hitting belly to bellies on everyone and doing kip ups. This guy is not a human being. Eventually, he hits a double Northern Lights on both members of OTM. And these are not tiny guys, but the way he was throwing them around made it look like they were very impressive. Uh, The Creeds are in control, but eventually uh, OTM come back and start putting the boots to the Creeds and the Los Lotharios, which I'm still going to call them that. But Tony D makes a comeback. The crowd definitely woke up. He didn't get a huge reaction when they, they came out for the match. But this story in the match made everyone behind him. He comes in, cleans house, hits Humberto with this huge spine buster out of nowhere, out of midair, which is awesome. He hit in suplex. Everyone then hits a superplex at the same time, which is a great spot. That was great. Uh, yeah. And then eventually it's Brutus who hits this crazy springboard Brutus ball to everyone on the outside, leaving, uh, I think it's Lucy and Price in the ring for the bada boom, bada bing. And in a shocker here, Tony D and Stax retain the tag team titles and Tony's selling the knee. And uh, best part was when Tony was being dragged, when he was pushing through the staff, coming out after he already hurt his leg and was coming back into the match. You can just hear him loudly, audibly saying like, I'm going fucking, I'm fucking going in there. I'm going back in there. You're not stopping me. That was amazing. And then right. after he said that he headbutted only Lorcan, he's like, get the fuck out of my way. And he like headbutted yeah. him. As, I, I had to give it up to, to Tony between like the selling of his knee and just like him making his like comeback. He definitely like binged through like Sopranos during the pandemic or something, just trying to get as much like mafioso acting as well. Um, it kind of reminds yeah. me of uh, this is a deep cut of the first Godfather movie when Sonny Corleone beats the shit out of Carlo who uh, was the husband of his sister, Connie, and just beats the crap out of him with the trash can lid. That, that's like this type of selling that Tony D was doing here when he, when he was, was, was messing with his knee or whatever. But uh, I thought this was great. That springboard Brutus bomb was amazing. That four-way superplex like, was fantastic. There was a lot of really fun spots here. Um, I, didn't yeah. think, I didn't think at any second that Tony D and uh, Stax was going to lose the, the titles here. Um, but it's definitely a little bit surprising ending here. And I kind of agree with, with Stax. Like, the that's the only issue with him being like in this like mobster gimmick is that he has to kind of resort to like this brawling technique. So he doesn't really get to show much of his style too much. But when he does, like in matches like this, you're like, oh yeah, this guy can actually wrestle. I forgot this guy is like a pretty fast moving, yeah. like young kid who can actually like get down with some of these uh, luchadors here, like, like Garza and Carrillo. Yeah. Cause I'm just remembering when they put him in the ring with like Nakamura on a, a random NXT. Oh, yeah. Like he was going technical and hard and like, I don't know. I, I he's young and, uh, I love his his coffee reviews and his rants on his social media as well. So I don't know. I like that. I like Tony. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because he's actually dating um, Ariana Grace, who's uh, Santino's yes. uh, daughter. So they've actually hey, been putting... they could use her. Well, it's funny you say that because they've they've done videos. I think it's on TikTok or so some maybe on her Instagram. I've seen some videos where like there's both of them and their chemistry together, and they kind of both have like that 
Italian Sopranos type of gimmicks. I'm just like, right. they need to put Ariana with these with his family because Stax and Ariana alone have like great chemistry. So I, I would love well, to see her as part of uh, the team. I mean, Tony D'Angelo is Tony Soprano, and Stax is what Christopher. Mike? Christopher, yeah, and Christopher in the show has what Adriana, yeah. So we got yeah. Ariana. There you go, Ariana, the Adriana, is, yeah. Family is growing. And they, uh, do you do you bring in um, Paul Ellering as Uncle Junior? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of looks, looks like it a little yeah, bit, right? Looks like him. Yeah, is he Italian? We could, we could yeah, we'll make we'll make him Italian. Why not? My favorite yeah, part yeah. of this match, though, for for some random reason, Booker T just like saw Tony D come into the ring. And he's like Linguini. I, I don't know. Must be a, a fan <laughs> of Linguini or something. I don't know. But that, who is that was funny. Who is yeah, who is it? Unless people who can't eat gluten or whatever. But there's gluten-free linguine too, and I'm sure it's good. Uh, someone I'm sure who loves linguine. We see the video vignettes for someone in a dark room watching some Bengals. Don't know why you would do that. But he's also watching WCW. That makes more sense. And then watching the new crop of WWE talent and kind of stays on it. And you see kind of in the darkness – the, the famous looking t-shirt and the flow and kind of the face, the silhouette of a young flying Brian Pillman Jr. So the one NXT. thing I noticed that was a little bit different from this video was obviously he's watching the Bengals because his father played for the Bengals. But when he was watching yeah. the wrestling, it was all kids of wrestlers. I'm pretty sure it was like Randy Orton, Dominic Mysterio, the Usos, I think Charlotte. So he was definitely watching like the next generation of wrestlers to kind of like maybe that would be like his kind of like gimmick, like, you know. Kind of hit you over the head that this is a second generation wrestler. Yeah, I, I I don't know where we go with him in in NXT. It's not like this guy is twenty; he's actually thirty, and he's been kind of doing this gimmick for a while. But I I I want to support him, especially after that uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode. But I, you know, why not? Let's see what he can do, and maybe WWE will be a better fitting place for him, and maybe he'll get some reactions. But we'll see. I don't want to like throw it in the bin right away but i know a lot of people have already kind of been like ah he didn't work in AEW, wasn't very good but i'm willing to see what he can do we see carmelo hayes backstage getting ready for his match when trick williams walks in and he goes look what i got and this is when uh they start to to rhyme about california knows how to party because trick wants to party later tonight and Mello's like, yeah. So wait, Trick Trick walks in and Mello didn't know he won yet. I was going to say, does Carmelo now watch his matches? That's kind of fucked He's not up. even I mean, watching? Yeah, like at least like watch on your phone that's a little, in the background. Yeah, that's a little sus right now. Like, yo, you don't even watch your boy's match? Yeah. I mean, they could play that into storyline, though. Like, you know, you could maybe. You know, I hope so. That's yeah, got to be that, in the storyline. Yeah. It might it might be, honestly, because that's kind of like an, an, a, like a glaring omission, like to have him kind of like not even pay attention to Trick's match. Like. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it was a planted seed there, possibly. Because maybe I don't know if Trick gave him a look or not. Like, yo, you're not even watching? Like, what? He's like, oh, you won the title? Wow. Good for you. But he still like supported him. Yeah, of course. But yeah. Yeah. We get our theme song of NXT No Mercy, Ryan Oaks for uh, Heavyweight. Which is a, a good song. I'm not gonna lie, the song was a little catchy. They, they kept playing over yeah. and over tonight. I'm like, all right, you know, not a song that I would randomly play on my phone, but if it's on, I'll listen to it. Yeah, it's I like when uh, NXT is a bit more. Actually, you know what? WWE has been all right and kind of a bit over the place, but w, NXT uses like rock music still, which fits for like your your promo packages. They got to our bring, next uh, match. They got to bring Poppy back. That would be good for like a Halloween havoc. Yeah, maybe have her like actually host the show or something or do something. Poppy. Like, I, yeah, we could use for a, a live musical performance in nxt yeah. it's been a hot minute yeah you know it's, i went to see um alice cooper and rob zombie and nina strauss 
yes, came out. Yeah, for, she, she's great. She, she plays guitar for Alice Cooper, and I was like, wait, I've seen her before from from wrestling. Wow, yeah. and she she's a she's a like guitar queen. She slays. So I love me some. She, she did NXT stuff, right? Yep, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legend, Hall of Famer. Well, the next match is the NXT Heritage Cup match. We had this whole tournament, which was worldwide, which had all these wrestlers fighting for this opportunity to face Noam Dar here tonight for the Heritage Cup in a British rounds rules match, which means that there's, what, uh, six three-minute rounds. There's a 20-second 20 break in between and two out of three falls if, you, if you're up by that. That's how it works. That sounds about right, yep. Yeah. Um, and this is Noam Dar defending against Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunn here in NXT. Big fan of him. We get the metaphor, which I think they kind of, they usually have the best entrance, at least in the PC. But I don't think the, the entrance with the lights and the setup and the stage worked as well as it does when they've done it like multiple times. I don't know. Something was off because they usually have the best entrance with the, the bars coming up with all of them standing there. But I don't know. Did you notice that? Yeah, it didn't really translate as well, I guess. But like you said, in the PC, they, they probably already have a setup for a weekly yeah. thing. I'm, I'm waiting for them, like, on the WrestleMania stage. Imagine a metaphor WrestleMania entrance. How, how It'll look oh, like man. Power Rangers. Like, it'll look like just them beaming down with the different colors and everything. Yeah, it's like Powerpuff Girls or something. I don't know. It's yeah. pretty cool. So Pete Dunne versus Noam Dar. This starts the first round here where they're countering each other and, like, pretty fast-paced where, like, they know each other's moves and countering each counter. There's a huge, like... Um, suplex attempt but they're landing on each, on feats and countering things but then it's dar who hits this like roundhouse to the face of pete dunn for a near fall pete eventually works in here and he attacks and breaks the fingers and goes for the joint manipulation and does his famous shrug as the camera looks at him uh he's going for more finger breaking but the time runs out the three minute mark and after it runs out it's dar who Hits him with that reverse elbow, but after the 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 like the clock went out, so it's kind mm-hmm. of illegal. But the ref is like, "Hey, come on, man!" It's like in boxing, punching the guy like after the bell, kind of. Yeah, thing it's, it's, so it's it's cheap, but like, what are you really gonna do about it? The referee can't like disqualify yeah. you. It already happened, right? I was like, point, "Oh, I didn't know." At one point during this, I'm pretty sure Booker instead of Butch called him bitch by accident, <laughs> and like, and you could like hear Vic trying to like cut like not laugh, and there's like little awkward silence for like ten seconds. I, I caught bitch. that. I got, yeah, but was he calling Noam Dar a bitch because he hit this elbow after <laughs> he, the the bell? He might have been. But I actually like that elbow. It's, it's kind of like similar to the Judas effect, right? But the the speed that Noam does it, it just snaps so quick. Yeah, Noam Dar is definitely chasing Andrade for best swinging elbow. Like that guy when he connects with that bad boy, it's insane. But th- Noam Dar does it really well. So the second round kicks off, and it's now Dar who taking advantage of Butch and just starts to beat him, tries covering him quickly. But Butch eventually fights back. He hits a shining wizard for a near fall. Uh, the metaphor get involved on the apron, and Mensa hits Butch, which allows Dar to hit him with the Nova Rolla right in the face, the PK and degree kind of thing. And it's 1-0 for Noam here as we go into the third fall. Butch then counters a German and sends him out with this huge moonsault to the outside. There's a bitter end, and Butch ties it up as it's 1-1. We go to our sec- our fourth round. I forgot to mention Tyler Bate is in the corner of uh, Butch because you need a cornerman to be there with your spit bucket and your towel and to, to watch over, especially with the, the metaphor lurking. Round four, there's like back suplexes and arm bars. Dar is showing his uh, technical side here. Obviously, Butch 
Pete Dunne being a real technical, like aggressive wrestler, the bruiserweight. But I think Dar is slept on when it comes to some of his technical wrestling. I, I really get into it. There's a huge um, fisherman suplex, like a like a, a plex, as Vic says, but not perfect enough. A, a great call from Vic as uh, it's only a two count. There's then more triangles as Dar then falls asleep, but the ref doesn't count. his. He lift up his hand in time as it counts out. So Butch is even more pissed at the ref like yo you're you're slipping here um as we go to round five there's the huge back elbow there's a superplex there's a brain buster they're really killing each other here as they're still just tied two two sorry one one as we go to round six there's then uh strikes and chops and kicks as um dar then takes the mouth guard out of dunn's mouth throws it away gross and then hits the Nova Roller. This is when Gallus show up and the referee is distracted. Joe Coffey hits the best of the bells, the swinging lariat to Pete Dunn inside out. Dar just kind of goes, well, I'll take it. The ref didn't see. And Dar pins Butch to retain the Heritage Cup in 15 minutes, 54 seconds. And uh, he kisses the cup. He, You know he loves that that thing really, really much. And... Uh, Butch is pissed at Gallus for costing him this this match. But what did you think of this technical rounds match? Yeah, usually I'm a big fan of the Heritage Cup matches, and I'm a big fan of both of these wrestlers. But for some reason, I don't know, like maybe Butch doesn't really mesh well in these type of matches because I feel like he kept looking at the clock too much, like at the end of spots, and like, you could tell like there was a little bit too telegraph where it's like he he like you could tell he had to, like wait a little bit longer as like the time ran out. So because of that, I feel like the ending of every round kind of like made the match lose momentum a little bit. Um, I feel like if they just would have had a straightforward 18-minute match, it would have been so much better than, like, all these little, like, spots where you have to, like, stop it. And then, like, the ending was a little messy as well with the gals coming in and the metaphor on the outside getting involved. So it's, like, all the shenanigans kind of, like, messed up the match a little bit for me. But I, I definitely enjoyed the match. I just feel like if they had a straight-up match, it would have been a lot better. Wow, you're sounding like me every week. <laughs> I, 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 say, I say that, too. Like, I, I get that the Heritage Cup is something different. It, it came from NXT UK. It's a it creates like the whole like sidebar, a whole like league of people who can challenge for it and everything. And he's a, he's a bit delusional that he loves this thing more than anything else. But I do, I don't really like the rounds matches as much as I do just to prefer an actual wrestling match. Because if you gave these guys 16 minutes just to go one-on-one, I think I would have preferred it. I loved a lot of their moves and submissions. They really went out there and killed it, but I was like, ah, I could just prefer a singles match as well, but we're just, we're just boring, I guess, because we want just a straight wrestling match. But well, Butch, the thing Butch is, lost. The, the Heritage Cup, I think, should be should be like held for like people that we might not see too often, people that we like aren't really used to. Like somebody established like Butch, I don't think he needs to like really be in a Heritage Cup match. But if you put somebody brand new in from like level up, and you're kind of giving these different scenarios, like every round is a different type of style that they can kind of show to the crowd. I think works a little bit better. But somebody like Butch, I don't think fits in the the, the Heritage Cup style at all. Yeah, I don't mind the the thing like the stiff, but I I do just prefer like a normal singles match. But I don't know if we'll see Butch here for a while. Oh wait, no, he's got to fight Gallus, which they have announced for Tuesday. Tag Tyler Bate and yeah, Butch versus Gallus. So maybe Pete's got to get the he's got to get his fridge, Ridge Holland, come back. Yeah, I know Sheamus has been out for, for with an injury for a while, so maybe they're just kind of take advantage of this time and put in Butch on NXT. I bet you Ridge shows up on Tuesday to set up a. A six-man down the line with Gallus. Yep. Pure Gallus. Yeah. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We go now to our next match, which is the highly anticipated Dragon of Hayes 2 as we get the entrance for Ilya Dragunov, the competitor here in the NXT Championship match. He's got his red, uh, what, his uh, eye, what are they called? Contact I, lenses? I don't use, contact lenses, yeah, sorry, I don't use them. I, always, I But he, when he wears these things, he sees red, which means it's, uh, he's in the red zone. He's evil, <laughs> it's like his demon. He's got a great jacket. His coat is awesome. It's great, uh, yeah. Very fluffy. Looks like he like murdered a wolf. He doesn't have the wolf head, but I did love his jacket here. We have a great entrance for the champion, Carmelo Hayes. He's got the jerseys in the rafters yet again. It shows all the people he's beaten, and it has like songs, a song playing while it has clips of the promos of him just telling each person like back from the feuds, including Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller, Wesley, Dragonov one, and then Dragonov two falls down, and basically he's saying. I'm going to beat you again here tonight. And that's what starts off our match for the NXT Championship. Carmelo Hayes, Ilya Dragunov. Ilya right away at the gate runs at him and goes after him. They start chopping each other and kicking each other. Hayes starts trying to fight back. There's Ilya. Gets him, gets him in the corner with machine gun chops eventually. And then they're brawling around. And then he hits him in the corner again, just firing off these chops. They look fantastic. Melo comes back and starts chopping him and starts slugging it out with him. Already their chests are very red. Uh, there's a jump up into like an Enzigiri from Hayes, which rocks Ilya here. And then like his backwards slingshot DDT, but almost hits him with like a bulldog instead, which like just sends Dragunov sells sometimes like the rock selling a stunner just goes all over the place, which looks crazy. Uh, there's then a huge face buster. There's then Mello who gets blocked into like a power bomb, which is crazy. The crowd are going absolutely mental. There's a code breaker, but it's blocked and turned into another power bomb from Ilya. Sorry, he then turns it into a Death Valley driver into the turnbuckle, which is just insane. There's then a coast to coast. Shout out Shane O'Mac. I guess uh, Ilya's a big fan. There's then a knockout elbow, which is like his his smash, which should be his finish. 
But Mello somehow kicks out of this. Dragunov eventually goes up to the top rope and hits a super smash, but Mello kicks out of it. But it looks like his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. Mello's lip has been bleeding. Ilya's now bleeding on his face. They start brawling on the apron when Mello hits this jumping suplex cutter off the apron to the outside, which is just nasty. When they go back in, Mello tries to gain advantage and might be setting up for the nothing but net. But instead, he gets dropped. And up top goes Dragunov on the very top rope for the super H-bomb, the super elbow smash off the top, the red death, if you want to call it that. One, two, three, Ilya Dragunov pins Carmelo Hayes to become your new NXT champion in 21 minutes and four seconds in one hell of a match. What did you think of this? I freaking love this match. I'll say it every time I watch a, a show with Dragunov. He is my favorite wrestler out today. And in there was somebody like Carmelo, who's one of the best wrestlers out today as well. They just made magic here. Like everything in this match was just spectacular with the coast to coast. And then you had like the, um, like you said, the H-bomb. I like how like he kept stepping it up. He had the regular H-bomb. Then he had the yeah. H-bomb from the second rope. Then he had the super H-bomb yeah. from the top rope to the point where he finally got it. Uh, when he hit that cutter off the apron, they kind of like went into the camera. So they gave like a really wonky like camera view, which is amazing. Um, but everything about this, even like when Hayes started kicking Dragon Balls, is like fucking like the Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson style kicking the face in. Was just so good and like just like a little bit of blood here. Like it wasn't like too much, but to the point where you could tell these guys were kicking each other's asses. And uh, I was a little surprised by the by the finish. Honestly, I didn't think that they were going to give it to Dragonov just yet. Um, but I was very happy when they did, and I was very satisfied with this magic. And honestly, as soon as this was done, I was like, I don't know how these women are gonna gonna have to like follow this they definitely followed it for sure um but this match was outstanding everything from the from the beginning intro with the the, the talking from carmelo over the jerseys up until the final image that we saw i think this is fantastic yeah uh, honestly this is definitely one of the best nxt matches in in such a long time one of the match of the year contenders for sure especially when it comes to nxt i don't know if it will be topped uh this year this was it they 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 really had me with their first encounter and obviously, storyline-wise, the the screwy finish leading to this one, meaning no screwy finish and just a straight-up match between the two, just really, like, Mello was getting beat up there. And so, like you said, both of them were bleeding, busted open, their chests were red. Mello really went out there and, and gave it his all with this mad dragon, but... Dragonov's the man. Like, Yo, it's, like is- it, it, it's crazy. Like Dragonov, like he's not the biggest guy, but whenever he hits like a power bomb, like when he hit that power bomb on Hayes, it like you would think it's Kevin Nash the way he like picks him up like and a, just yeah. drops him down. Like it's crazy. Him. Like I don't know how he yeah, does it's like it. A like jackknife. Yeah, he throw he threw him with that. He's such a beast. He's like their ace up their sleeve. This guy is insane. Like this guy's one of the best wrestlers, and just every time he wrestles, it's so good and so believable. He's selling. His everything. He's slapping himself in the face to wake up sometimes. He's just vicious. I don't know. Everything about this guy is just hes so interesting to watch. I cannot wait for this guy to be on the main roster. I'm going to love this run with the NXT title, but Mello had one hell of a run with the title, too. He's definitely stepped up. I mean, he's been good, and he didn't need this title anymore. I think he's on to bigger and better things on the main roster, probably involving uh, what Lashley and the Street Profits or something yep. along those lines, but Honestly, this match was awesome. I, I'd give it, uh, I'd give it all the stars. Five fire emojis from me because it really delivered. This, this was my match of the night. I'm not knocking the main event because we're about to talk about it, and it was pretty awesome too. But wow, uh, this was, this was crazy. Mellow don't miss, but Dragonov definitely don't miss either, and he's our new champ. And it opens up 
like a lot of different possibilities for him to face so many different challengers and stuff. But yeah, wow, what a match. This was uh, a great watch here tonight. We get a commercial for the breakout tournament. Sino, I know you're the guy who actually watches Level (laughs) Up and everything on Shot in the Dark, but uh, who are some of these people in this women's breakout NXT tournament? Yeah, so obviously some of these names you're already familiar with, like a Jakara Jackson, Lola Vice, who's been on NXT lately, Danny Palmer, Kalani Jordan, obviously. Uh, Ariana Grace just came back from injury, and she's doing, like, this new, like, beauty queen gimmick, because she is, like, a legit, like, beauty queen in Canada, I want to say. Like, she's been running, like, recently. Um, So she's definitely playing yeah. that more into, like, her character now. But as far as some of the, the newer names they introduced, they had um, Carmen Petrovic, who actually was Von Wagner's um, psychiatrist on the one episode of NXT. She's actually yes. from Tor- she's actually from Toronto, and she's like a legit like karate champion. So she is Ariana Grace, actually. Yeah. Yep, she's another one. Santino's daughter, yeah. So two Torontonians here. So wait, sorry, the one from Toronto is? Carmen Petrovic. And she's a, she has like a karate background or something. She, yeah, she's like a she's like basically like a karate like karate champion. That's like her whole game. Damn, she comes okay. out with like a, a sword and everything. Um, you have oh. Izzy Izzy Dame who's been on Level Up a couple times. I don't really know too much about her. She doesn't really have too much of a gimmick. She's just kind of like a badass yeah. girl, I guess you could say. Uh, and Jada Parker is the only one I haven't seen wrestle. She is the former Tiana Coffey, who is like a pretty like recent hiring from the PC. I know she did like soccer before, um, but she has the name Jada Parker, which I know when, when they so they copy wrote it, people are like, oh, that's going to be Jay Cargill's new name, but actually ended up being uh, her new right. name instead. Yeah, so she's yeah, the, everyone thought that. She's the only one I haven't seen in action. I know she's done a couple of like the, the Coconut Loop house shows for NXT, but she hasn't been on Level Up just yet. But um, yeah, it starts on Tuesday, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, They also announced earlier that uh Deadline, which is the next PLE, is going to be in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut on December 9th, and they're going to bring back the Iron Survivor Challenge for that, which they did last year. Uh, I'll probably definitely sh- go to that show because Bridgeport's not too far for me at all. And then they also announced that Halloween Havoc is going to be a two-week special this week on uh, uh this month for October 24th and the 31st. So two weeks of Halloween Havoc. Yes, two weeks of Halloween Havoc. So it's not going to be a PLE, but we are getting the December. Did they say it's the last PLE of the year? I think for, so. for Deadline, yeah. For Deadline, it's the last PLE of the year. For NXT. Um, for, for Halloween Havoc, I think maybe Frank brought this up, but I feel like the second week of, of uh, the Halloween Havoc, they might be going over to Saudi Arabia. So maybe because of that, they might be typing, they might be taping both Halloween Havoc shows back-to-back. Right. And that's why they are doing oh, okay. a two-week thing, which kind of makes sense. And Halloween yeah. falls on a Tuesday, so it makes sense to do Halloween Havoc on, on Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I want to, we're going to be, obviously every Tuesday night, me and Davey uh, do our post shows. We'll be back on Tuesday because Gallus versus Tyler and uh, Butch announced, as they said here, they had Tegan Knox in the crowd here as well, who gets her match on Monday. She's actually getting the NXT title match. Wow. Good for, they finally decided the young enough a comer. Yeah, they actually like that. played up in storyline. Like they had Becky Lynch like backstage with her saying, Hey, you know, when I called somebody out, I was I was actually asking for you. Why didn't you come out or whatever? So they kind of played it in the storyline <laughs> that like she didn't like make it out on time. Um yeah. but yeah, she's getting a nice little nice little push, which I'm I'm happy for Tegan because she's had a lot of uh obviously a lot of mishaps in her career yeah. so far. Yeah, but uh me and Davey, we we will be doing obviously the Halloween show, but I know Halloween on a Tuesday, like me and Davey want to go out on Halloween, so we might we might have to do a, a hangover edition on the, the 1st of November uh, as we sip some pumpkin spice lattes and talk about our Halloween night. Because as much as I want to watch NXT, I, it's a Tuesday night, which, you know, nothing too goes on on Tuesdays, except it's Halloween. But we'll see. We shall see. But uh, look forward to the, the day after. We go to our main event of NXT No Mercy, the NXT Women's Championship on the line. The champion, Becky Lynch. 
big time Bex taking on the buff Barbie, Tiffany Stratton. This is a rematch because Becky came down to NXT. Tiffany was showing up on main roster. Bex came down here, challenged her to a match for the title. They put on a hell of a match on TV and Becky actually takes the title from Tiffany, beats her for it, which now we set up this rematch. I thought they did a pretty good job. Big time Bex ratings, Rebecca, whatever you want to call her, clearly is a ratings draw because whenever they announced her, people would tune in and, uh, I think they, they kind of realized that. And it's good to see. I really like this storyline with Tiffany as well. As much as I know some people might be sour on her losing, Tiffany losing to Becky, I think it actually does help her in the long run as well, as well as putting on good matches. We have a great entrance for, well, Tiffany comes out always looking like a million bucks, but Becky has an entrance where it's her walking down a hallway and it's kind of showing clips of her whole career, starting with the Irish jig. Becky Lynch in NXT, which she's definitely talked about before, how much she hated this, and kind of all the different clips of her throughout her whole career, including main eventing WrestleMania and winning that first ever women's main event there. And then finally, all the way to this storyline, and uh, Becky comes out with the trash can, very Raven at WrestleMania 17-esque, and she's got a t-shirt with all these different things written all over it. One really big, you can read, it says Bray. R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. And then like all these other things like you're never going to make it and WrestleMania main event and like Seth's name, her kid's name on it and all these things uh, written on this shirt as she comes down to the ring with a bunch of weapons looking for a fight here tonight. And she has that. She has got kendo sticks and chairs and tools and a hard hat. She headbutts Tiffany with it. She's got a kendo stick. They now start to fight through the crowd. This is an extreme rules match here. As they're fighting through the crowd, they're really going through the crowd. They're like going up through it. They're like fighting up through the rafters, not the rafters, but like up through the the alleyways. And like at one point, Becky takes this fan's, what was it? A championship necklace that's so plastic. they later on said it was her stylist king troy and i looked like it was like a golden chain or some sort of plastic chain or something so he was somebody who becky knew so i guess his stylist like who always provides her with all the the gear and everything gave her a prop that she would wear and she used it on on tiffany and uh i think busted her open with it because she was bleeding from the forehead uh quickly oh after yeah this. she was bleeding right away after getting hit. i yeah they sell like these weird almost Flava Flav-esque clocks at WWE shows that are like the titles instead of a clock. It and might have been something that, with like the, with like the Becky know. logo, like the big, big time Bex or whatever. It could have been one of those things, yeah. Damn, because Stiff is just like nasty. Yeah, like just right to the head. Just crazy. So right away, she's bleeding. They're fighting through the crowd again. People are going nuts. Eventually, Stratton gets Becky and fights back and grabs her arm and starts putting her through like arm bars and stuff through like the the, the crowd, uh, like the bars of the the, the stairs. Eventually, there's then uh, back, they fight all the way back into the ring and Tiffany hits this running double stomp for a near fall. Tiffany then goes out and gets a box. What's in the box? Well, there's a giant monkey wrench, which is a good Foo Fighter song. She hits. Bex with this. She then gets a chain, wraps it around her hand, and beats her Becky with this as well. And then Tiffany grabs a hammer. So stop hammer time as she goes to hit Becky with it. But Becky blocks it and hits her in the gut with it. And uh, they start to continue to brawl. But yeah, they got this like big like box of of weapons. They're so going at, all out with it. 
as this is all happening, like Vic is making some really like like obscure references to like the No Mercy video game. He's talking about something that he could do in the game, and Booker just like stops him halfway through, and he's like, like "What, man? What are you talking about? Like, he had no idea yeah. what Vic was talking about with the game. Like, he's like, Vic I'm was, trying to watch the main event. Yeah, yeah. Vic didn't care. He's like making as many references as as to the No Mercy game as he can, but Booker just totally didn't understand any of it. But yeah, I like this uh this stiffany tiffany over here with all these different weapons and just kind of going through a toolbox and going after uh becky here i definitely like this uh, hardcore side of tiffany yeah tiff the tool woman taylor tiff <laughs> the tool woman stratton here as uh she's got all the tools to beat becky becky comes back though and hits a bex plex and then uh she then gets what a sh- the shopping cart and this looks scary and nasty she she gets Becky into it. This is very here comes the pain and and video game esque where like you throw them into the the shopping cart and Tiffany goes right into the shopping cart here and and Bex runs it at the steel stairs, which is just crazy. This was this got a reaction out of me. I was so scared for Tiffany. I mean, we've all been stupid young teenagers who've been inspired by Jackass and play with shopping carts as friends are like i'll get in it and just push me this was terrifying for me uh, just watching this like please don't kill yourself but she like squished herself right into it there i thought this was a cool spot yeah for sure uh back in the ring becky's now got a bag what's in the bag well barbie dolls and parts <laughs> of barbie like the legs torsos all busted up barbie dolls it's like becky is like a villain in toy story here with all these busted up toys and she starts suplexing tiffany onto them and then tiffany runs away and and then becky starts throwing them at her with these barbie dolls so tiffany tries to use a trash can lid as a shield but like if you're in the crowd you're probably getting whipped by these barbie dolls at one point as becky then whip does in fact whip uh (laughs) tiffany with one uh eventually there's then a bunch of chairs that are brought in there's body slams and arm bars there's a power bomb to the steps there's then a uh bexplex on the outside Becky is is missing and Tiffany can't find her. And when she looks under the ring, there's a fire extinguisher again. There's then a uh, cartwheel on the outside into the barricade. This looked pretty impressive. That was crazy. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Like the, the handspring into into her with the back elbow into the barricade. Like that was pretty cool. Like you don't see that too often. It's, it's kind of hard to to time it out. Like to the point where yeah. like you have to smash through the barricade while hitting this like you know fantastic looking acrobatic move. It's kind of hard to do. It's very, she's very impressive. Uh, there's then a spot where they get the table and then she goes up top and tries to put her on the table and Becky's down, now laid up and uh, Tiffany off the top turnbuckle hits a swanton bomb to the table, but I am the table. It doesn't fully give away here. So she rolls Becky in the ring again and hits a swanton bomb a second time, which is picture perfect looking, but Becky kicks out of this uh this is pretty crazy though the swanton bomb looked nuts the crowd still chanting for it as they really wanted that table uh eventually there's then um becky becky's now on the outside and tiff goes for a moonsault but misses it landing on her feet that must have hurt and then walks into a manhandle slam on the outside is rolled in the ring one two but she kicks out of this Eventually, she sets up for the you can't escape or the 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 PMS, the prettiest moonsault. But she misses and lands on the chairs as she gets up, holding her 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 gut from the the steel chairs. She's met with another manhandle slam onto the pile of chairs, 
and Becky Lynch pins Tiffany to retain the NXT women's title in 20 minutes, 19 seconds. The long, the second longest match of the show. What do you think? This is another great match. Like I said, you know, after the last match, they have a hard match to follow, obviously, but they definitely did their best here. And it's the best that I've seen Tiffany in um, any match, honestly. And like, there were some spots where I was a little scared too. Like when she did like the swanton off the top rope, she got a little wobbly, whatever. She didn't go through the table, but she still hit the spot. And then like the, the barricade spot. And then like the ending, the way she kept like trying to hit the best, the prettiest moonsault ever. And then like everything was just so flawless about it. Like this is an amazing match, honestly. Um, This and the last match were obviously the, the two matches of the show. Uh, it's hard to pick one, uh, but I might have to go with the main event. Honestly, I, I love Carmelo. And uh, Carmelo's match with uh, Dragonall, but I feel like these two ladies definitely brought it in the main event. They definitely brought it. I love Becky Lynch. I really loved her steel cage match with Trish. I thought she she brought something out of her that I hadn't seen in so long, and this this delivered. I love the mat the match on TV, but I like this one even more. Like doing all the the hardcore stuff that the guys get to do, they don't do that in WWE too often. We we joked about a few weeks ago when Dana Brooke pour one out who was like, oh, you got to do hardcore matches and stuff. And it was like using a kendo stick was the the whole match. And it was like, well, that's nothing. This, like, there's actual weapons. There was actual blood on both yep. of them. So, like, that was pretty crazy for women to be bleeding in WWE on TV is crazy. And, like, all the different weapons. And, like, they definitely took it to, like, a next level, which, uh, which I liked. And, like, some of the spots were pretty crazy. Brian in the YouTube chat who was there live said they were booing when they realized it wasn't thumbtacks and that it was Barbie parts. I was a little, uh, I did, I'm not saying I wanted to see thumbtacks, but I mean, I don't know necessarily if Barbie parts would hurt, but I think it was the point being Tiffany is the, the Barbie that she, the so-called Barbie in NXT. I think that's but, what yeah. maybe what maybe picked this match over the the previous match was the fact that we don't really see too many hardcore matches with women like this. Like yeah. when they use other weapons that isn't just a kendo stick. So I think because of that, the fact that and they showed a little bit of blood as well. The fact that they kind of went the extra mile, it definitely stood out more. Not saying that like the Dragon All Carmelo matches isn't like an amazing match. It was obviously, but it, we see a lot of those type of matches, right? We don't really see too many women's hardcore matches that kind of take it to this next extreme, like um, Tiffany and Becky did tonight. Yeah, I, like. I I like this match, but I I, I did prefer the uh, Ilion. But this was this was great, and she can stay on NXT. There's so many different people and competitors that she can go against and and fight and and set up other stuff. I'm sure she'll stick around for another month or so with the whole uh, deadline in, in early December and two weeks of Halloween. I'm sure she'll be around here for for a little bit i would i would like to think so but yeah this was great i i'd like to see becky get violent and, and same with tiff i think she really stepped up and proved herself that she will be a big star when she makes it to main roster which she she'll like absolutely kill it she can do hardcore she can do promos she can do backflips she can bleed like damn like very very impressed from obviously becky lynch you know she's been doing this this stuff but tiffany definitely impressed like i think she can be a huge key player in wwe but overall yeah this was a pretty hot show right like some great matches obviously you gave us two really hot back-to-back matches as vic ended as it ended with becky celebrating saying you know the two back-to-back matches got standing ovations from the crowd here in bakersfield who just absolutely loved it should mention right after becky is shown holding up the title it cuts to trick and mellow gang and Mello comes in just almost basically sobbing here and says, like, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. And he's like, no, don't worry, says Trick. You still him. You still him. 
He said, I'm sorry, bro. And Trick says, don't worry. Don't be. I'm proud of you. You gave everything. And they kind of hug it out as NXT goes off the air here tonight. So what what to come with Mello and Trick? Now Trick's got a title and Mello's got nothing. Yeah, definitely an interesting way to end the show. And even like I was trying to like read Trick's face. And he kind of had this look like, damn, now I'm the champion. And like I got to like console him it was kind of like like the roles are reversed a little bit i that's the kind of like feel that like trick gave me here um but yeah definitely uh should be a very interesting twist in the storyline obviously i don't see carmelo getting called up uh right away but it should be pretty soon but i'm really intrigued on how they're gonna do this trick carmelo because i don't want to see them break apart but i do want to see them have a match so maybe like some some competitive uh sportsman like matches um but i was also thinking this is the first ple since the tko merger so you would think yes. there might be some tko people that might have been watching some of these people for the first time and they might be like why is this tiffany stratton why is this carmelo hayes dragon off not on monday night raw not on smackdown so i could definitely see that a lot of these people like being viewed for the first time and maybe some some early moves to get them kind of called up right away yeah, absolutely. Especially like Dragonov, right? Like you, anyone from UFC watching this for whatever reason, we're like, damn, who's this guy? This mad dragon slapping the piss out of someone would be pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, I, I thought this was a great show. I, I, everything had its place. I really got into the tag team match. The Creed brothers are just always impressive. And Tony and Stax were pretty entertaining. And Everything, everything. I, I didn't, I didn't hate necessarily hate anything, and I think they even drove some stories home to kind of tune in because if you have been following NXT, the Trick and Mellow stuff has been pretty good, and you know maybe Mellow is now looking at that that uh, A title North American Championship, and what's going to happen? Will he go to the main roster? We will get some call ups, I'm sure. Like you said, Dragon Lee, possibly. Maybe Tiff doesn't win the title back, and she goes up as well. Like there's a few options and some some stars that could be uh, making waves over on the, the main roster, but yeah, solid show from NXT really love this. NXT is still got like this, like 2.0 Degrassi high thing, but in between it, there's like actually really good wrestling on Tuesday nights and on their PLEs. They, they tend to deliver it just like this one, but really loved it. And mellow Dragonov too. Like I said, best NXT match in, in, in a very, very long time, just absolutely delivered. So really enjoyed watching this here tonight there is some feedback from some people to see what uh to see what some people thought of this show uh first we got a where did it go we had a super chat from uh jake and i and i lost it so sorry um, Jake. But I, no, I have, it's okay i got it right here okay. it says uh wonderful poe happy birthday sino mercy thank you a lot jake for that nice excellent uh follow the poison rana facebook page which leads you to the poison rana facebook group and follow that and join the group we share a lot of memes and there's a chat and all sorts of fun stuff but i post feedback threads up for up next every tuesday and here tonight that i will read here for you and i'm going to start off with manny from pacoma who writes in long live the czar another amazing nxt ple every match delivered the garza dynasty with gear homage to blake and murphy and los peros de mal Julius Creed proving once again he's a star. The Brutus Cannonball is always a treat to see. BSS reuniting this Tuesday to take on the Gallus Boys and their entrance theme, which sounds like a Ford commercial. Yes, boy. Okay, Manny, their old theme was legit a Ford commercial theme. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, he continues. Uh, Becky and Tiffany have amazing chemistry. I look forward to more future matches. My pick for the breakout tournament finals is Carmen Petrovic versus Lola Vice. 
Braden, since you're a huge fan of the rounds matches, you should definitely check out Modern Age Grappling on Halloween. Shout out John Ceno. See you at the Tiffy Top. Toodles. What's Modern Age Grappling on Halloween? Is that? Is, I think it's I a wrestling something? show. I think it's a wrestling show that's pretty much like the British round style. So definitely something that oh. be up your alley. Is that like local? Is that what, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but all right. I'm sure it's something I'll else you probably see. It's in Georgia. Okay. So yeah. you, you, you going? No, no, I'm not going. Oh, okay. No, sadly not. I will be going to the Demand Lucha mm. uh, uh, Lucha Halloween show in a few weeks in Toronto. I definitely recommend that because it's going to be crazy. But uh, Manny, I'm also, you're mentioning that uh, uh, Los Lotharios had the Blake and Murphy gear. Is that because um, what, one of them's got the cut up shorts? Right. They like, had like the Blake little. And Murphy. Yeah, uh, they, never forget the dubstep cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can read the next one here from Muggin, sure. who says, No Mercy came through and delivered arguably a takeover level show. Smart choice to have Braun and Corbin start to get the heel versus heel match out of the way. Crowd would have been dead if it was in the middle of the show. The national nightmare is over. Twick, Trick Willie brought the North American title back home despite some overbooking and Dom's dirty deeds. Bit him in the ass. Judgment Day had one less show to take over. Tag title four away was hectic fun. Ia and Melo took being second to last very personally. It was another match of the year contender. And with a new champion on top of that, it was fucking awesome. Hats off to both men. Tiffy two time was not to be, not to be, but she more than earned a lot more respect with that extreme rules match. And Bex T continues on with a killer main event to cap off a sick night in Bakersfield. Tegan Knox is going to get her shot on Monday and I'm looking forward to it. The PS scene spells trick Melo gang warfare. Happy birthday. Once again, Cino. thank you, Muggin. Thank you, Megan. And then Nas from NYC writes in, I hate to start with a negative. I don't watch week to week, so this might make sense for people who do. But my calculations, but by my calculations, there were 10 slots for singles wrestlers on this pay-per-view. Did we really need to waste one of those slots to Baron F and Corbin, especially when he beats a guy by being built to be one of the futures of the company? Also didn't agree with Dom losing because if you are going to do the title change, should have allowed Dragon Lee to win it on Raw. Everything else was fucking awesome. Ilya is my new favorite wrestler, and Becky is the female goat of WWE. Damn. I mean, I wasn't too keen on Braun winning either, but I mean, sorry, on Corbin winning either, but it's it's whatever. I think Braun could be going up. I mean, we've said that for probably a year now, but I think that's it's time soon. And and Nas, I think I think people like Corbin now. I think he's finally coming around. He's burning he's burning all these ships now to no, the no, point no. where no one likes Corbin. Braden loves Baron Corbin now. So I don't you may not listen to him on a weekly basis talk about his love for uh burning the ships. Yeah, my absolute favorite who who's your Baron Corbin in the world of wrestling? Oof. Who's my like your Baron least Corbin. favorite? Everyone's got a least favorite wrestler. That's a very good question. Leave. I don't I don't like, know. I, I, I hate I hate I hate to pick somebody. I don't really have anybody that like screams like I don't know, like change the like, channel. My, like again, I bet you Baron Corbin is a great guy, but I just cannot stand like, it's X Pac I love X Pac. It's X Pac Heat of just go away. I just don't care whatsoever. I do have the same feelings toward the Miz sometimes. The Miz has done some good stuff, but just like, just oh, I just. Don't I guess, care. I guess Nia Jax now because this recently biased, sure. but like her, whatever yeah. she's on screen, I was like, oh, do we, does she need to be on on a segment? So yeah, you've had to pick yeah. somebody. I guess Nia Jax. I'm sorry. No, but it was a good show tonight though. NXT D- Diggity Dog No Mercy delivered for sure, and NXT's on quite of a run. Like if you're someone who does maybe cherry pick, like they do have 
at least once a week, there's like a banger of a match on Tuesday nights. And here, like you got this incredible match as well, but and some. So really, really fun stuff and enjoyed watching it. And I'm excited. There's more wrestling this weekend. Obviously, Wrestle Dream tomorrow night or by the time you're listening to this tonight, which I'm super excited about. We got some friends coming over and some of these matches I have been waiting for for a very, very long time. Swerve versus Hangman. Uh, D- Danielson versus ZSJ, like everything on this card looks awesome. So I'm super stoked about this and can't wait to give some thoughts. Probably Tuesday night on up next, I might give some thoughts on I- it. I have a question though. Would you ever have booked in your wildest dreams Athena, Billy Starks, Keith Lee, and Satoshi Kojima versus Diamante, Mercedes Martinez, Lee Moriarty, and Shane Taylor? Uh, yeah, I can't believe that's a, a real match. I mean, Shibata's on the card too, but what the hell is that? Is Kojima gonna elbow someone in the dick? I guess, yeah. I hope so. It worked out well from last time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sent him packing. Yeah. Uh, wow, that sounds wild. I mean, they also added Barnett, right? Josh Barnett versus Claudio Castagnoli. So I think it was supposed to be Barnett versus Moxley, and obviously what happened with Moxley. Ridiculous. Kind of had to replace him, so. And and are we getting, you think you know me. I don't know. They, Adam they, Copeland? They, like, Tony's been hyping up, like, this new era of AEW, right? So is is, is Adam Copeland yeah, going to be the person? Era? No, No idea. Is Adam Switchblade Copeland going to be the same? The Cope Maybe era. it's the new Undisputed Era. Ooh. Kyle's back. The new era, right? The new era. Could be. With that segment they had on uh, on Dynamite with the mass Ben. Yeah, they, um, maybe. Maybe that's the new era. Yeah. What do you I'm, think? I'm just, who, I'm who just looking for... Uh, I mean, I think the, the obvious choice would be, like, with the Kingdom, uh, Roddy, maybe Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, maybe. I don't know. Bring, bring, every, bring everybody back. Yeah. Do it. Why not? Uh, and one day we'll get Undisputed Era versus the Elite. One day. One day. Uh, Sino, thank you for spending your birthday evening here with me chatting about some NXT. You're going to be back talking about WrestleDream tomorrow with Mr. John Pollock, the GOAT of this wrestling podcast shit. I'm excited to hear that show. I'm excited for you guys to chat all about it. I'm sure it's going to be a fun show to talk all about. Where else can people hear you? Because I know you've been podcasting like like a madman. Yeah, absolutely. On the Poison Rana feed, two new shows this week with myself. Uh, the first one would be Detroit. What up, though? Talking about uh, we thought it was going to be the season finale of Heels, ended up being the series finale of Heels. So talking about that, kind of going through Heels uh, as a whole and kind of like fantasy booking what we would do for a third season of Heels if, if it were to come to be. Uh, we talk about some Halloween movies that we're seeing or that we have seen recently. Uh, we talk about our favorite our favorite Kevin James movie for some reason. Somebody wanted, somebody in the Poison Rhino chat asked us it's Hitch, uh, bro. It's Hitch. Who, who, what our favorite Kevin James that. movie is. So we talk about uh, him a bunch. And just, uh, just overall fun. Just talk about music and movies and video games and whatever else is fun in their lives. And we read a lot of your feedback and uh, a lot of the, the listeners tell us what they've been watching and listening to lately as well. Yeah, it's a super fun show. I, you guys hold, held the fort down a few weeks back when we were away. So thank you guys for that. Everyone follow PoisonRana.ca. Hit that subscribe. Me and Davey do so many other podcasts over on our own feed. Yes, we do NXT reviews on Tuesdays, but Sundays at 2 p.m. Usually we go live on Sundays and chat about everything like AEW Dynamite, Collision, SmackDown, everything going on, including... Uh, like all the different pay-per-views. And, and I know Davey's going to be going live 2 p.m. tomorrow with uh, an announcement of another podcast coming over on our feed as well. So, so many podcasts. We just did a best match ever, Bray Wyatt, where me and Davey looked at the best matches and moments and memories of The Fiend and everything in between, which was just a, a super fun show and just honoring and remembering 
the late, great Bray Wyatt. So check that out. It's free on our Poison Rana podcast feed. And hey, if you like us, there's even more podcasts. In the spirit of No Mercy, we reviewed No Mercy 1999, featuring the iconic ladder match, plus Midian versus Godfather. Whoa, that's a, a dream match for some people. Also, Val Venus takes stinky poops. Listen to us chat all about that over on our Patreon. We did a review of Escape from New York as well. We do so many other podcasts. And and uh, check out our, our Spotify links now with the Patreon. If you're a Spotify user, it gives you a whole other feed there, which is so accessible and super cool. So go check out all the other stuff we have in the archives because we podcast a lot but sino happy birthday again my friend i will be talking to you soon i'm sure and everyone out there listening and uh hanging out in the youtube chat appreciate everyone supporting and uh we'll be chatting again soon i myself brayden harrington you can find me twitter instagram at the bray d did you already get yours yeah you can find me at sino evil cno evil on all your favorite social media platforms sino mercy here tonight that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and di- diggity di- diggity dog bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.